Yo, it's Ronnie Rose. Hassani. And Seb. And this is Barroom Talks. Let's get it. It's Ronnie Rose. Welcome, newcomers. This is Barroom Talks, where the boys get together and discuss sports, music, food, and anything interesting that really comes to mind while we're shooting the shit. If you haven't already, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Barroom Talks. But enough chat. Let's get into the good stuff. Let's go. So, boys, we had a, uh, a pretty big weekend in the UFC. Uh, Conor McGregor, uh, Khabib, Nurmagomedov. Hopefully I said that right. Um, I thought it was, in my opinion, I thought it was an okay fight. I mean, I, I think, you know, I like the I like the glitz of it. I like the glamour of it. But uh, Conor, I think he just got beat down. And I don't think he had, um, he doesn't have a ground game. Khabib is a master um, jiu-jitsu master, black belt, an artist. Um, and I think Connor got in there and he just kind of made it too personal. Um, and you could see that in the fight. You could see Khabib was just trying to take his head off. Um, and ultimately, uh, I think it was in the fourth, he got a choke in on him. But um, I didn't think that Connor was going to go into this fight and win this fight. I, I thought it was cool just because of the build up, um, how it's, how, it's on, how it's in the street and things of that nature. But um, as far as the fight goes, um, it was all right. What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely think that Connor got whooped. That's just that's just the facts. Connor got dominated. I I don't think I was like I don't think anyone was expecting Khabib to be that good mm-hmm. based off his last fight where he seemed to struggle. But he came in and just looked unstoppable. It, it seemed like Connor couldn't do anything against him. Yeah, he really couldn't. Yeah, I have to agree. It's just like the the ground game was just that's where it stood out the most. I mean, I don't want to say that Connor got just beat down because realistically when Connor was on his feet, he was landing some punches and it and it looked like it was kind of hurting Khabib a little bit. But realistically, I mean, I was kind of more so just shocked at how strong Khabib really was. Um I mean, physical strength also because Connor's not a weak guy for his weight class and I mean, once he got down to the ground, like it was impressive how he kept trapping Connor's legs, like he overlapped his feet to the point that Connor literally couldn't yeah. get up and yeah, he was, was trying really and it was so smart because he just would lean his body into Connor to the point that like Connor couldn't do anything and he was getting so frustrated and you're not allowed to grab the cage and pull off so he kept getting warnings for that so it was like he was really trying to get away from it but there was just nothing that he could do and I mean at the end of the day it's like it shows you you can be a great stand-up boxer you can be a great Muay Thai fighter, but at the end of the day, if someone takes you to the ground and they're stronger than you, it doesn't matter because you can't fight back if you don't know how to fight that on the ground. That is 100% true. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why it's the UFC and not that's boxing. That's so funny. I had, a, I had a buddy so. of mine who was a, a big guy, and he'd always like want to go out to – you remember, Scott? He would always want to go out to bars and like pick fights with small, small guys yeah. and things of that nature. I'm like – Dude, if you don't know what you're doing, don't go to the ground because you can be 330 pounds. But if you get a guy who's a black belt, he could be 155 and tap you out. He will break your yeah. leg. He'll break your leg or break your yeah. arm real fast. Doesn't mean anything. Size doesn't does not mean anything. But um, back to Connor and uh, I don't know, man. Back it's to technique. Connor and Khabib. Um, you know, yeah, Connor was just getting pounded the whole time. And I don't really know if I mean Connor probably goes into every fight thinking that he'll win that fight, but I mean Khabib came into that fight, I think he was twenty five and 0. Um, so obviously he he's been on the streak and he's been tapping people out. Um, you know, and I remember that that one right hand that he landed, um, almost knocked Connor out. That was a that was a crusher right there. Yeah. That was a that was a big hit. Yeah, that was a nasty hit. 
Yeah. I got a question for you guys. It's a real, like, talking about Conor McGregor at this point, do you think this man really is in it for titles anymore, or is he in it to be a showman just to make more money? Because I don't think he was that disappointed because he kept talking about rematch, rematch, rematch. And people can argue that that means that you really want a rematch because you feel like it wasn't the way you expected it to go. Or is he really trying to set up another fight because he just made over $50 million? So, you know, like, where is his mind at this point? Like, is he really doing the fighting because he's trying to fight? Or is he well, just trying to make more money? Well, the man's worth, like, $100 million. Maybe not that much. But he's he's worth a lot of money. No, he's over that. He's oh, over he's over that. that. Okay. So, he's... No, his... I, I he think, made probably $100 million in just the, the fight against um, Mayweather. Okay. They say his net worth right now is $95 mil. Okay. All right. So Which he's, is still yeah, a lot still of money. Of, he's, it's going to go yeah, up with that ridiculous. whiskey. It's still a ton of money. Um, you know, I don't think I don't. Yeah, for how young he is in the mm-hmm. business, like he really hasn't been around that long. So that's a lot of money, more than I mean. You look at other people, like I don't know what Anderson Silva's net worth is, and I'm sure it's not no even close, close to that. And you know, but he's I mean, he's more of a well known fighter. GSP maybe no pushing way. that, but Connor's just making ridiculous. No you don't think so? With all the endorsements, maybe no not. Way. You're probably dude, right. I mean, dude, we can always that, fact uh, check. That, but. that fight with Floyd, man, took Connor over the edge, um, and I think he's only maybe 29 or 30. Um, you know, so that that dude's a, that dude's yeah. a millionaire in his 30s. But I don't think he's I don't think he's fighting for money. I, I, I think he's fighting because he likes to fight. I do. I think uh, I think Conor McGregor is crazy, um, and I think that he just. He, I think he's more of an entertainer. That's that's my opinion, but I think he likes to fight for the entertainment Definitely. side more than he really wants to just get his ass beat in the ring or try to you know Definitely. take punches. I think he likes to like. But to no entertain. fighter wants to go in that ring so. to lose, you know, because uh, Connor. That's true. Connor, he, that's he's true. not a stupid guy. He knows that his ground game isn't that great, and you get into a, a ring with Khabib, who's known to just have a strong ground game, who's just an artist. Um, and, and you get in there, you, you got to know that, Hey, I either got to knock him out or try to figure something out, but I ain't tapping him out. You know, this is only going to go one way. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should have known that seeing the videos of Khabib when he was a kid, he's just wrestling bears for fun. Yeah. He's a crazy guy. Um, he still lives. At, yeah, he's a, he's a, that's not he's the most maniac. Russian thing that I've ever heard. Dude. He's nuts, like, man. Like, and it's, I don't know wow. what Connor was thinking. It seemed like he wasn't ready. That's all it seemed like. It seemed like yeah. he got hit a couple of times by Khabib, and it was just like, oh, shit, I'm really in this now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. You never know what you're going to do until you get hit in and the mouth. Khabib, <laughs> yeah, and on the ground, you could see how frustrated Connor was. Like, he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, Khabib was just dominating him on the ground. Yeah, the, the first round, Connor was smart about it. It didn't seem like it bothered him much. But after that, um, he got winded. And I think that punch had a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. It definitely took him down a little bit. Yeah, you could see that he was starting to get a little... Even You know when Connor's getting winded, and I, I saw that in the Mayweather fight, but it's like when his punches just don't have any velocity anymore, like there's no force. He's just landing like connections, but if, if someone's getting hit by Connor McGregor on his A game... They're going to feel it. They're going to get stunned. But when you see him landing punches, but the guy doesn't even look phased, like, you know, he just, he's getting gassed. I like, think they both looked tired, a little winded, so. too. Yeah, I think it was they both definitely were a little bad. winded in that fight, you know, just because, uh, 
It's a lot of energy in the pregame, man. They get hyped for that fight. They probably train like way too hard yeah, before man. the fight. Like you're supposed to give yourself like a yeah. two week window. And I saw like a Joe Rogan interview with his trainer, and he was I saying like, usually we do like a tapering off. Yeah, for like two weeks. But he was like, Connor was just so about yeah. this fight that he yeah. kept training, and he's like, he didn't know when to stop. So I think like that does come down to an issue when you're like you're not giving yourself enough rest and your body can't handle it. So. Yeah, I want to get your guys. I want to get you guys take know. on what happened after the fight because that was one of the most iconic pictures I think I've ever seen of Khabib jumping off the cage into uh, I think it was a Connor's training partner or something like that uh, with his like foot in the air just coming straight down on him. Um, I thought it was crazy, and <laughs> a lot of people said that it was going to go down after the fight or before the fight. They didn't really know, but it went down after the fight, um, and, and it got personal. I mean, Connor was talking about his family, and you know, Khabib got. Got got personal, and I don't even know what Connor was talking about. He said that he had like mob ties to like Putin, th- like and shit like that. So um, it got it got real, it got deep. I mean, what do you guys think about what happened after the fight? Yeah, I think that it was just a bad look. I think there's obviously a bunch of bad blood between both teams, especially with everything that happened in Brooklyn with the bus. Um, I think that carried on. The trash talking beforehand carried on. Um. And, yeah, like, this whole thing with all these uh, Russian connections that Khabib has been around that are shady figures in their, like, politics and just in general, Mm -hmm. um, Connor coming at him with that, it just was, I think it was just a lot of emotion. I don't think that's the right way Khabib should have handled that, especially (laughs) after a huge moment like that (laughs) where you know it's going to be the most viewed UFC fight probably in, in... history out of every fight that's been out so far um i think this fight was definitely bigger than diaz and mcgregor and i think that was the one that sold the most pay-per-views before this huge um so i think it's yeah i don't i don't think it was a good look um and especially with everything coming out now um and reviewing the videos of like connor actually I, i guess hitting someone on khabib's team yeah um, That's crazy. Yeah, it just, I don't know, man. Like, they're, I think they're both wrong in, in, in all of it. No, I agree. I think, yeah, I just think it got out of hand um, real fast. I just think that it's, it was out of character for Khabib to, you know, lose his, his marbles that way. I know there's a lot of adrenaline after a fight, so, you know, you're there's a lot going on. And even when he tapped him out, it wasn't, it didn't first start out with him just straight running to jump out of the cage. Like, he was already yelling at Connor on the ground. People are saying that they saw him spit on him. I don't think he spit on him. I think he just I think he was just like heated, bucked man. at him a little bit, but maybe heated. he did. We've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I think he was just so so pumped that he beat him and then embarrassed him in a yeah. sense like that on a national yeah. stage or a worldwide stage actually. And then taking it to that next level when, you know, I don't know. Apparently it started really from Khabib, but other people are saying then that Connor's um I think it's Connor's um jujitsu yeah. coach said something and i don't know if he said something about his family again or something to set khabib off and that's what triggered well, the, him to well, the story, jump out it wasn't just like the story was nothing. that um it was like a couple months ago khabib saw connor's training partner or something like that one of connor's boys and apparently khabib rolled up with all his boys and like smacked him up a little bit then connor got on a plane from Ireland to, I think he came, I think it was Vegas, uh, where he, where he met him and he threw the dolly in the bus window. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys saw that video, but that was insane. Um, 
he went there. Yeah, that was out in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. It was, okay, that was in Brooklyn. So yeah, he got on a plane. He went to Brooklyn. Then he did the dolly and in, into the uh, bus window. Uh, so that was like pretty crazy, and that like started everything. And then um, it just kind of like spiraled out of control from there, pretty much. So that's that's kind of how like that story goes. And there's probably more things that we don't even know about as as viewers and and listeners. But sure. um, definitely a lot of bad blood between those two. But uh, Sebastian, you were saying. Sebastian, you were saying that uh, Khabib might not be done if his, or he might be done if his um, training partner gets uh, suspended or fired uh, from the UFC. Yeah, if his boy, I think it's his, it might be his teammate, or I'm not sure, mm-hmm. someone on his fight team um, gets suspended. I think it's the one that actually jumped over the cage and hit Connor, Connor in the back of the okay. head. Yeah. Um, so Khabib posted this earlier today. Uh, I'll just just go through it real quick. Um, It says, I would like to address UFC. Why didn't you fire anyone when their team attacked the bus and injured a couple of people? They could have been killed. They could have killed someone there. Why? why, Sorry, he writes in a... His English probably. I'm just gonna translate it. Yeah. Why did no one say anything about (laughs) insulting my Yeah, insulting my homeland, religion, nation, family? Why do you have to punish my team when both teams fought? If you say that I started it, then I don't agree. I finished what he had started. In any case, punish me. Uh Zabriya Takugov, I think that's how you pronounce it, has nothing to do with it. If you think I'll keep silent, then you are mistaken. You canceled Zabriah's fight, and you want to dismiss him because he hit Connor. But don't forget that it was Connor who had hit my. Once again, the the just broken writing. <laughs> it was Connor that hit my brother first. Just check the video. If you decide to fire him, you should know that you'll lose me too. This is where he uh gets into. A, Pretty much like I'm I'm done if you fire him. Yeah. So he says, We never give up on our brothers in Russia and I will go to the end for my brother. Mm-hmm. If you decide to fire him, don't forget to send me my broken contract. Otherwise I'll break it myself. Yeah. One more thing. You can mm-hmm. keep my money that you are withholding. You're pretty busy with that. I hope it won't get stuck in your throat. Damn. We have defended our honor and that is the most important thing. We intend to go to the end. Hashtag brothers. Khabib's a monster, bro. <laughs> Khabib's a beast. Yeah, because I'd I'm, I'm be real bad if that was my money being held. I wouldn't have dropped that. Nah, one. I'm dude. sorry. Nope. Was, I'd be like, hey, uh, that's like ten million dollars to be made. <laughs> yeah, I would have shut my ass real know. quick. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. You talking about hold my money, honor over? Nah, shit. Your boy just <laughs> comes my money. <laughs> they fired me. Damn, that's or, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, there's a double standard though. Yeah, there's a double standard yeah. because Connor didn't get suspended at all yeah. for what he did, and obviously, you know he's Dana White's golden boy. You know we all know that he makes he makes the UFC so. Oh much yeah, money. for sure, hundred percent. But um, you know it's like no, Connor didn't get suspended at all. And how many he didn't just hurt Khabib when he threw that dolly in the in the truck. He hit like like four or five other innocent people who were in there just trying to get into their fights and they couldn't even fight because of that because they got you know glass in their eyes and and, and their body scratched up but there was no suspensions laid down for that so it's kind of like dana white what's your move here what are you going to do um you know because i've never really been a huge fan of dana white anyway um he's he's great at putting on these shows but as far as the way he runs he runs his uh 
his business and things like that and, and promotes these fighters where he gives some fighters the credit and some fighters not. Um, I've never really been a fan of, uh, of Dana White too much, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's all in the hands of uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think Dana's going to wait to see what happens there and might hand out something after that. Mm-hmm. Or he might just say, hey, let's make more money. Let's get either Connor and Khabib again, mm-hmm. or let's make it a Khabib-Ferguson fight because Ferguson had a great fight. Um, yeah. But he's he's either – what I think is going to happen is he's going to want that money made. So he's just going to forget about it. Say, Hey, you boys, you know, you, you're, you're even now let's, let's wrap it up and let's get back to this money. So that's <laughs> how it goes usually, which Khabib doesn't care about, but Connor's open to, I can definitely see Connor being open about it. I can see Khabib being like, I, I don't care about the money. See, that's what I mean about Connor though. That's what I was talking about. Like, do you think he's fighting? Cause he really wants to fight or is he just a showman? Cause both. Khabib's talking about I'm giving up my money. Yeah, but Khabib's like I'm giving up my money to for honor. But Connor would never; those words would never even Connor's come out smart. of his mouth. It wouldn't even be a thought. Connor's smart, you know. Take take the money. Yeah, Khabib's smart too. He's just he's he's too much into his morals and and not enough into it's still a business. I mean, Connor said he wasn't day. even going to press yeah. charges think, on the guy, so I don't even know like why it's even like yeah. a thing. I think it's just how much honor. Khabib has coming from his upbringing and his culture. Honestly, yeah. I don't know much about it. I saw like a short YouTube clip on like how it is where he's from and how big like tradition and family and honor, mm-hmm. religion, how big all those things are. Respectable. Um which is yeah, it's just ammo for yeah, super respectable, but it's just for Connor that's more ammo to throw at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his attempt was to throw him off and get him like in the wrong mindset, but yeah, Khabib's an animal, man. Like that just took him to a whole nother level. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. But I definitely think, uh, athletes have been a lot more outspoken about how they feel about their management. Uh, Khabib coming out and saying this to the UFC and then in other sports, we have athletes coming out recently, like, yo, like do what's right. Yeah. Or yeah, Jimmy Butler. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you hear about that. Obviously, he like called out his well at a scrimmage. He you know yelled at Scott Layden, his GM, and was like, "You bleeping need me." I don't know what he said, but clearly, you think he said you yeah, fucking but, uh, need me. I think Jimmy me. Butler's so, kind of a you can't win without Jimmy me. Butler's kind of a diva. I mean, he's never really been happy anywhere he's been. I mean, he wants to be the guy, but obviously, in a league where not just one guy can just be the guy anymore. It's like, what are you doing, Jimmy Butler? Why are you throwing this fit? He wants out of Minnesota, you know, which is all good and everything. But at the end of the day, I feel like he's going about it the wrong way. What do you guys think? I agree, man. I just think that a lot of times, you know, the players, I, I think that they get put on a pedestal for so long that when they know that they're that star athlete, they don't handle it the right way, and they kind of act like children where they throw the tantrums. I think it's there. It's nothing wrong with speaking up and saying things to your management. I think it's also okay to say things publicly, but when it looks like you're just having like an attitude and you're frustrated, I understand frustration is going to come into any sport because we all were athletes. Like, there's times where you just you know were like, "Fuck this! I don't want to do this anymore." Like, I'm so over it. Or other times where you're like, you know, my teammates are holding their weight. It's like, but at the end of the day, it's like you got to still hold yourself like a professional. You're still a professional athlete. 
people look up to you and you know the press is on you like a hawk. So it's like the second you say the wrong thing, it's going to get in the media and there's people watching you practice. So I think that there's times to speak up and, and say what you're feeling, but there's also times to be respectful. And I think he just, you know, he's kind of handling mm-hmm. it like a kid um, instead of handling it like the way he really should. Cause he is a professional, like at the end of the day, you're yeah, a professional I, athlete I, in a professional sport. I agree with some parts of that. Um, so I think Jimmy handled it in a pretty, I mean, first of all, it wasn't like he came out and publicly said it, but there were reporters there and it got reported. Um, and then he came yeah. out and did that interview with ESPN where he pretty much gave him like a rundown of how things went down, what his thought process was. But I think that in this scenario, Jimmy's acting like a kid, man. Like you asked yeah. for the trade. He did. Mm-hmm. And they were going to give you a trade, but then you want to show up with your teammates and granted, all the all the beef that happened in the off season with Wiggins and stuff, but like, handle it, like just handle it. Um, be be a grown man, like. Exactly. I think I don't know. It just it it bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me. Uh, and at the same time, I was kind of like, it's entertaining, but like. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard it, I was like, "That's hilarious. That is that is funny." Yeah. But then I was like, "Man, you're not helping the team." And now you ha- they canceled practice today to have a team meeting, and it's just it's just gonna affect everyone. It's not just about you. Yeah, I think I think we we've seen that a lot. We've seen that a lot, not just in NBA, but we've seen it in NFL with Des Bryant. But I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, man. I mean, he's he's played on. Um, He's played on teams before, and, and you know players are just kind of not liking his attitude and not liking where he's come from. He's, he's played on the USA team, and they were just didn't really get along with Jim, Jimmy Butler. You know, it, it's like how many places are you going to go until it gets to the point where, hey man, you're not going to be in the league anymore because no one really wants you. And this outburst, how yeah. many teams are going to want to pick? How many teams are going to want to pick him up? Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's trying to pull a LeBron, but the only thing is Jimmy's not LeBron. That's the that's yeah, difference. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but he's not. He's a good athlete. He's a great player. But you want to go somewhere and be the man, and then you're going to get mad when there's no one around to help you. Exactly. <laughs> but LeBron went and was the man, and there's no one around to help him, but he can still pull that weight. Dude, I thought, and I don't think Jimmy I can. thought Minnesota was going to be a, a monster. I mean, they got Carl Anthony Towns. They got Wiggins. I mean, they got a, they got a squad, man. You know, and Jimmy Butler, if he just yeah. if he just wanted to play, you know, I'm not saying he's 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 taking plays off, but you know, it's hard to believe that he's in it all the way the way he's talking. And if you're not in it all the way, how hard are you really going to play at the end of the day? You know. Yeah, but it just Has- takes away from the team. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. You're good, man. I think Hassani was saying something um, about just how players are kind of coming out and acting like children's about all these things and. Um, in some some cases, I I agree with the players. There's some cases like Jimmy Butler where I'm just like, man, stop crying. Mm-hmm. Like, you did this to yourself. Same with Des, with not being signed yeah. right now. And Des did a little crying, and it's like, dude, your attitude brought you here. Yeah. But there's other players that I completely understand that a lot of people don't. I'm just like, <laughs> I see where they're coming from. I mean, prime example of that. And I mean, in the NFL, you got. Le'Veon Bell, and I think that, like, 
I I understand his holdout. I understand his silence, and I understand exactly what he's doing. And I think that you know a lot of people at the end of the day can have their frustration. It does take away from your team, and I understand that too. But at the end of the day, if they were in there in his shoes and in his position, it's all. I hate to say it, but you in the NFL, especially in particular, you have a very short lived career. You don't always, especially a running back position. You're even if you're the best and you can stay in great shape, you're getting maybe twelve years tops. And at a certain point, you got to start looking out for the fact that hey, I'm busting my ass. I'm putting my body out on the line for all these owners to make them a lot of money. And if they're not gonna pay me what I'm worth, then I'm not gonna play for you. And everyone's you know trying to. It's on Facebook and Instagram and showing all the stats about how much you know. Um, all these other running backs are making the entire season and how much Le'Veon Bell's not making for one game and whatever. And it just shows you at the end of the day, he's like, I don't need to play. I'm good with what I have right now until you guys, you know, pay me what I'm worth. And I a hundred percent agree with that. I'm a Ravens fan and I respect it. Cause you, you know, that's, that's a lot of time and back, you're their star athlete. Back, you got to look out for yourself. This a hundred percent. I'm yeah. saying you get eight to twelve yeah. years tops. Like you're not. And he's you're the not best in running like back in the you can't league. Be I mean, I, I just hands down. I just don't understand it. Like I don't understand where yeah. the, what the Steelers are doing. Like I understand they got AB tied up. They got Big Ben tied up. They they probably don't have the money to pay um, Le'Veon. They probably don't. But at the end of the day, you should try to find it because I, I mean he's an NFL team. You can find it somewhere. Le'Veon Bell is just that damn good. I don't know how, why you would let him go. But you, you kind of get to see, like, both sides of the, the spectrum here. Like, you get to see a guy like Jimmy Butler who's you know, doesn't want to be on that team, and he's talking out, and he's being kind of crazy about it. And then you see the opposite of that, Le'Veon Bell, where he's just completely quiet and silent and hasn't talked to anyone, let anybody know what he's doing. But Sports America is just so judgmental, and they don't know what they want. They're, they're, both, giving, they, they're both giving them shit. You know, it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Whatever you do, you're you're wrong and you're going to be hated for, it seems like. So I think it's I, th- I found it funny how everyone was like, oh, Le'Veon's just acting crazy and he's wrong and he needs to be a team player. Um, but his his team did him dirty, man. Everyone but A.B. came out and was like, yo, he's a scumbag for not coming. Like he's not showing up. Which I understand the frustration, but like, that's if that's your boy, like, why aren't you like, hey, you guys need to pay my boy? It's like, terrible. he's the best at what he does. Nope. And nobody came yeah, in. Yeah, I thought that was so when they didn't wrong pay him. of that team to do. Um, and then it's funny how everything sw- completely took a one eighty on on all the sports networks, um, all these different narratives of how Le'Veon Bell was the enemy. When Earl Thomas broke his leg, and people saw exactly why <laughs> Lev wants to get paid. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I hate to laugh, man, but it's just it's terrible, man. It, it makes no sense. You actually got this. You actually got to see what Le'Veon Bell was avoiding in Earl Thomas, and you see that, and and people right. are still giving him shit. And what Earl tried to avoid. Yeah, Earl tried to. You know, he won yeah. the contract. He, he the did contract. try to avoid it, but. And that's why he flicked off the sideline, in my opinion. I mean, people can argue that it was. But you know he's heated, man. It's like you're busting your ass for these owners, and you're you're making them so much money. And it's like they're, they're like literally that one injury coming up again could end his career. And, like, let's say that he had signed in a, like in a contract with them, 
and he had guaranteed money or whatever, and, you know, football injury happens, it's fine, but it's like he's still getting paid and taken yeah. care of. But it's like right now it's like they can choose to say, yeah, you're the best safety in the league, but you're broken right now, so we'll just go get someone right, else. And exactly. it's just like it crushes me with like these players are like, you know, putting so much energy and effort into this, and it's like – they are now just being – they're so disposable to the owners. Too, right. And I'm, they will just yeah. get rid of you and replace you. Right. And like that. you were saying with Lev Bell, like the running back position, that's – I mean, granted, the safety position, you could get injured. But the running back position, you got to worry about your knees getting smashed. You got to worry about concussions, everyone trying to take you down in whatever way they can, just tweaking yeah. your body any way they can. So, of course, Lev wants to get your paid. Your target man. is a running back. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. – uh <laughs> And then the management just doesn't really comment on it. Yeah, they, which I I get, but Pete Carroll going, I I don't know who he he was flicking off. That wasn't towards me. I I don't think, like you know damn well that was towards you, man. Like <laughs> yeah, Carroll just wants to keep his yeah. job, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know damn well it's towards. I you. I think it's sad, man. I mean Earl Earl Thomas is the, in my opinion, the ba- best safety in the league, easily, and the fact that he goes out there and re-breaks the same leg. I mean, he's. Uh, I don't think he's coming back from that, to be honest. I think he'll return. T- and broke the leg on, like, he just tried to get out of the way of yeah. a tackle. Like, he wasn't even yeah. making the tackle. He was diving over the dude yeah. who already scored and just hit his leg. And it's just, like, shows you that, as you said, like, it doesn't matter your mm-hmm. position. You can get hurt in this league yeah. no matter what. And it's like. Look at Jimmy G, it's man. Just, it's crazy, Jimmy, man. Jimmy like, G they're just did, like, so, a, a yeah. crazy, corny-ass move out of the uh, – out of the end zone and tore his ACL. <laughs> that, was like the, that was like the most like unathletic move I've ever seen to break an ACL. That's yeah. probably why he broke it. Dude, some of these quarterbacks I didn't even, yeah. give me a it's heart crazy. attack when they try to run out of the oh, pocket, yeah. man. Like Lamar, it's Lamar, seeing Lamar scares me. It does scare me. Because every team knows just when Lamar's in the game. Dude. Yeah, when Lamar's in the game, Ugh. what what are the Ravens going to do? Uh, they're going to run it. So it's it just everyone knows that and I'm Except so Except for that one I, time Lamar so goes over the top for Lamar, baby man. for a touchdown. Yeah, LeBron can, LeBron can <laughs> throw the ball. <laughs> We're gonna catch somebody off guard. We're waiting for the Steelers, man. When we see yeah. them again or something. Yeah. yeah, the only way we're gonna get someone off guard is when we stop lying Flacco's goofy ass up on the side. <laughs> oh, yo, did you, did you hear? Did you, did you guys see what like, uh, what Flacco said to ESPN? Yeah, his how wife. His wife. <laughs> yeah, his wife called him out and said, "Why don't you look like you're interested?" And he was like, "I'm just like, doing my job." Out there. Right. I'm like, act like you're gonna run a route. Like you look like a bum standing out there. Just no one. Like, it's literally eleven on ten. Like everyone knows you're not doing yeah, anything. He looks like so, his like, dad was like, "Suit up and run out there and get in the game, son." And he's like, "Dad." <laughs> exactly. Like he stands there with like the arms flinging and everything. Like he's just like you just know <laughs> the ball's not going to Joe until that one day it does. <laughs> exactly. So all the focus, all the focus goes to the other I side mean, of the field. He's never we're gonna, gonna catch run somebody off bar with that shit. We really, <laughs> we are one day. Yeah, in you the save, end zone. Save that for the playoffs. Like on the red zone plays, maybe he's not gonna do that from like the forty yard line. <laughs> we're not gonna have Flacco. Who's he gonna outrun? <laughs> yeah. He's gonna have to walk down He's the sideline. Did you guys skates. see that video? Did you guys see the video when like Flacco got like he slid and got his head like knocked off? And like the dude was narrating by Kiko. Yeah, that was against that was yeah, last year with the yeah. Dolphins, right? Yeah, Kiko Alonso. Yeah, yeah, dude, he took. Yeah, he yeah, went he really at did, him. Man, that like, was a, that was a crazy blow. But Joe's off. playing really good this year. He's playing really good. He's he is. He looks good. Yeah. I mean, 
Other than, dude, like other than the Browns, man, like they're a great, they're a great team. You know, and Joe, it's not like they played a bad game. The offense played a really um, okay game. It's just their defense was stacked, man. Their defense was great, and they were getting pressure on Joe. But look, he he's gonna be good down the road. But um, I don't get too deep in that conversation yeah. right now. <laughs> you guys want to just close out on some predictions or something? Yeah, I was gonna say, let's see who's who's matching up this week. Let's, let's see, I'll see pull it up. Um, oh, we got Kansas City and we got the Patriots uh, Sunday night. Yeah, um, and that is going to be right. that's going to be a great. What that, do you think? dude? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Pats just because it's at home, and I think Kansas City has just they look good, man. They look good against the Jags. They really did, and Mahomes is playing his ass off. He's playing like a true champ, but I yeah. feel like at some point, I can't even say luck, but I feel like at some point the juice is going to run out a little bit, and I think that's going to run out when you see Tom Brady and the boys and Foxborough. I think it's going to be a great game, but I think the Patriots are probably going to probably going to take it. I don't know, man. I'm I'm saying Chiefs, and the reason why is I mean Mahomes finally had his you know primetime game. He didn't play the best, but I mean he got the the. The energy out at that point he kind of knows where he's at with that and I really think that I mean it comes down to the defenses because the end of the day you know both offenses are gonna you know play lights out but it's if the I don't know how New England's defense really is this year I don't think they're really doing too hot not terrible and I mean Kansas City's defense you can argue is not doing much better but at the end of the day I mean we'll see we'll see what really happens but I just think that there's too much momentum on Kansas City's offense right now that I don't see regardless of it being home or away for the Patriots, I just don't see them stopping that offense. But, I mean, they may prove us all wrong, shut them out, but I, I just I don't see that happening. I think they just have too much too much talent and too much momentum. But, yeah, what yeah. do you think, Seb? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs on that one, too. Um, just because Pat Mahomes just showed I, – I was doubting him. Um I do think the Andy Reid curse is going to happen, just not this game. Um, I thought it was going to happen last game. And, dude, that defense, I, I felt the same way. I, I didn't think they were doing too much. I thought they were kind of just lackadaisical, just kind of like, all right, well, let's kind of just hold them for a little bit. Pat will bring us back and, and win this. But um, mm-hmm. that defense had five tur- turnovers last week. And I think that's really stepping it up against Jacksonville. Granted, Blake Bortles isn't Tom Brady. Um, but I think this is going to be a close game with the Chiefs taking it. And I think both offenses are going to have crazy amount of yardage. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Um, and just a side note, the Jags need to get rid of Blake Bortles. He's, he's killing them. <laughs> yeah. He's killing I them. agree, man. I don't know what. Yeah. What's going on, know, with that? Yeah, we'll get we'll get yeah. into that later. We'll talk about some pretty bad quarterbacks because there there are a ton of them in the league right now. Yeah, that's I mean, going to be a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that in itself, yeah, that in itself is an hour conversation. But um, all right, let's pick let's pick two more matchups that you think are pretty decent. Um, oh, let's do this then. All right, Seb, since Dallas is your team, you th- how do you think Dallas is going to do against Jacksonville? Honestly. Right Not now, good. you guys are pretty neck and neck. <laughs> really, you don't think it's you think the offense is doing that well right now? You guys I, are I, we're picking it up a little bit. Nah, man, I I think that we're really struggling this year. Um, last year we were a team that couldn't finish. This year we're a team that can't even start, man. Like it's uh it's <laughs> rough. So, 
It's yeah, it's rough. I'll be completely honest, man. Um, the I don't think our division is going to be strong this year at all, man. Like, I think Philly will win it for sure, but I don't see much like intensity in our division as I was expecting for this year. Yeah. Um, but dude, Jacksonville's defense. We don't have any wide receivers. Yeah, you don't. Um, Dude, they, Cole, Beas- uh, Cole Beasley is our best wide receiver. Yeah. Let's just put it like that. Getting rid of Dez was a mistake. And Cole's great. I love him. But he, he ain't a number one. Um, yeah. Ja- Jacksonville's secondary is just nasty, man. Like, they took Barry Church from us. That guy's a monster. Jalen Ramsey had a rough game against... Tyreek Hill, but that's Tyreek Hill, you know. It's a monster. We don't have a Tyreek Hill on our team. And then just that that D line, man, like we have a good O line, but with how we're struggling right now, Zeke's gonna get a lot of touches and they're gonna expect that. And you have Miles Jack, who's a a freak of nature, dude. He's just insanely good. Um and you have all those other guys on that line in that box. I don't see us doing much. We haven't. We can't score, man. We just can't score. Yeah, you guys need to do something. And uh, our defense is struggling. Everything's going bad for us this year, man. But well, I mean, Zeke's leading the the NFL in rushing yards right now. So I mean, that's you guys. Because that's all we can do. Hand the ball to him. <laughs> but yeah, Zeke's a well, beast, man. You never I love know, him. Man. He's yeah. a beast. Um, but. You guys don't have. There's, I mean, uh, there's also have, play like, calling. You guys don't have that's the worst, the worst defense in the league. Like you guys don't have terrible pieces on defense. I think once you guys start clicking, you know, because your division is is your yeah. division is terrible. I mean, like the Eagles are sucking, the Giants are sucking, um, you know, and who else is in your division? Um, Dude, that's, I feel so bad for Saquon. What would you say? Yeah, I okay, said the Redskins yeah, is the, Redskins, the other yeah, team. Yeah, the Redskins aren't yeah. doing that great. Yeah, but it also doesn't help with. Uh, you know, when you have fourth and five on your side of the field and uh, you decide to punt. Oh, to yeah. Give you got to run the ball, man. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing, Jason Garrett? Have, or that's not fourth and five. It was it was less than that. I'm I, I'm still scarred no, from our game. You got Penn, from our Penn, you got State, Penn game, State on your yeah, mind. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same that's thing. That's still still bugging I'm like me. Fourth and five. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, but yeah, um, that's that's a whole nother talk. Yeah, we'll that's, college football we'll, we'll have to get into that later. Um, Ugh, but that was but, brutal. Yeah, I think the Cowboys. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think uh, that defense is going to make us look really bad. Uh, the Jaguars' defense. But I'm hoping that we can pull it out. But I don't see it happening realistically. Let me ask you a quick question, uh, Sebastian, before we we move on. Um, is Dak a long-term quarterback for you guys, or is he is he kind of temporary? Um, I'll give you a real answer. I don't think he is. Um, he just seems it's either he's hot and he's, he's got it going. Someone just needs to start talking trash to him. Cause when Landon Collins called him out, dude, he was, he was a hunt. He looked so good, but my dream would be to bring Tony Romo back as a quarterback coach mm-hmm. and just really help him develop because Tony reads the game. Like, I mean, you see him on the uh, on his announce when he's announcing. Like, it's insane how he reads the game, and how he can read a defense that fast. And I think, um, I I know it's probably not going to happen, but bringing Tony back, oh, he's great. Dak's rookie year, he had Tony on the sideline, yeah. 
as his court, like pretty much a quarterback coach. So he needs someone to help him develop. But if that doesn't happen, I don't see why we would keep him. Yeah. yeah. Tony's uh Tony's great. I love, I love listening to the, the games that he calls, man. Cause he's such a great, uh, sportscaster now. Um, so one more yeah. matchup. Um, who are the Steelers playing this week? Bengals. I was about to say, actually, I was going to ask you, who you predict on that last one. Oh, Steelers Bengals. Um, I'm taking Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Which where are you going, <laughs> man? Steelers. Oh, Bengals. Said, oh, Steelers Bengals. <laughs> yeah, but that's fair. Yeah, you didn't answer. Yeah, you didn't answer your pick one. on that. Yeah, with um, Jacksonville. That's see now yeah, that's yeah, going to be a good um, matchup. I want the Steelers to win this game. You know, because the Bengals are too hot and they need to be slowed down. They do. Um, I agree. So I, where, 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 <laughs> I can't where's disagree the game? Where's the game at? Yeah, in um, Cincinnati. I think it's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we need the uh, we need the Steelers to win this game to to get them off their high horse. You know, because I think if if they lose this game, um, was that that's that's we're still going to be in second. I think the Ravens will still be in second. I think. Yeah. We are in second now. Yeah, we'll still be in second. Actually, no, we'll be tied for okay. first if they right, lose yeah. and so, we win. So we'll be because we're only yeah, one we'll loss tied. back. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the Bengals look really good. Realistically, um, like I want the Steelers to win, but realistically, I mean, I think they're pro- the Bengals probably will win um, just because they got the weapons. Andy Dalton and AJ Green are looking ridiculous. Their defense is playing crazy. Um, you know, people defenses are getting a bend. Ben's making terrible throws to receivers. Like they beat a, they beat Atlanta, but Atlanta's a, I think Atlanta's a terrible team. I don't know what happened to Atlanta. I don't know what they're doing, but they're gonna have a terrible year. Um, but realistically, they pay <laughs> Matt Ryan. That's what they're doing. I do. I mean, Matt Ryan's yeah, not. Take Matt Ryan was getting torn up against the Steelers. Man, they couldn't block for him for anything. I don't think Matt Ryan's a terrible quarterback, but I mean, yeah. he might. No, I don't. I just think that you start paying these you know, these high contracts. And then, I mean, we saw it firsthand with yeah, the Ravens. I want so. the, I want this, I, I want mean, the Steelers to yeah, win, but realistically, I think the Bengals are going to take it. Yeah. Let's close out then. And anything you guys want to say? Any last notes? Keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you boy, you haven't had alcohol in like four yeah, I years. Yeah. I know what you're but, saying. Um, everyone tuning in, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we love to have you. Stay tuned. We got more to come. Barroom Talks. Check us out. See you.